0: This episode is sponsored by PickTime. Y'all, I switched to PickTime this fall and I have been blown away by their stunning photo delivery system. I can deliver photos to my clients, submit to publications, share exclusive images with vendors, and make passive income through offering high quality print products to my clients. Their automated sales system is so effective that within months I had made more working with PickTime than in a whole year with my old delivery system. The latest feature that I'm really digging right now is their blogging tool. I can select images from the gallery, pick one of their clean blog templates, optimize it for SEO, and then with a couple of clicks, embed the post in my website's blog. It's saving me so many steps and super easy and fun to be regularly blogging again. Listeners of this podcast can get one bonus month free using the code DANGEROUSCREATIVES when you sign up for a PickTime account. Hello, and welcome to the Dangerous Creatives Podcast. If you're growing your photography or creative business, you're in the right place. Each week, we deliver a workshop-style solo show, expert interview, or motivating story from our community, so you can tune in to find encouragement, motivation, and ideas to help the right people find you and your amazing work. I'm your host, Kristen Sweeting. I'm a photographer and coach, and my favorite thing is helping dangerous creatives just like you stand out in a world that just wants us to blend in. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hey, friends, and a happy Monday, and welcome back to our regularly scheduled episodes with our solo shows and our interviews and stories from our community, all the good things to come. Today, it's just me, and I'm really, really, I'm, I just say this all the time, I'm so excited, but I am. I'm excited to talk about this and a little nervous, and I'll tell you why in just a second. But I loved, first of all, I loved seeing and hearing from you and how stuff started shifting around as you were doing the challenge last week. Um, Maybe you got started a little late. I'd still love to hear if you were able to do some of the activities and how that felt and um, maybe which one was your favorite. And if anything has started to kind of like shake up in your business, I don't know how it's. If you just started noticing, oh, this random inquiry came in I wasn't expecting, or someone decided to do this one nice thing for me that I didn't think about, or um, yeah, this other thing kind of came out of nowhere and I'm so excited about it. So sometimes that stuff happens right away, sometimes it doesn't. Don't feel like you did it wrong if that hasn't happened yet, but I would just love to hear if there's anything that you started noticing as you were doing the activities. So we have some really great interviews coming at you in the next couple weeks that I'm excited to hear, but today I figured we should talk about money. How's that sound? (laughs) I don't know. I get nervous talking about this topic, but I think it's so important to talk about. And so, so I wanted to give the backstory on why this makes me nervous. So I think, and I've always really believed that money transparency can be super helpful in communities where it's often not talked about, especially women, creatives. LGBTQ community, people of color, there is an actual pay gap, and so transparency can help us do so much of advocating for ourselves and what we charge and what we ask for and giving opportunities to everyone um, to start understanding finances and pricing in a better way. So I think that these conversations are more helpful than not, but I think that anytime you're sharing numbers, being open it can help others, but there's also a ton of context that needs to be discussed around it. And I think that as we've been talking about things more as a culture and you know, people on TikTok walk up to strangers on the street and ask them what they make and where they live and all these things that are, feel kind of intrusive. The the only thing we're lacking, or there's lots of things we're lacking, but we're lacking a lot of context in those stories. We don't know what their expenses are. We don't know what city they live in. A lot of times, we don't know um, what benefits. What uh, you know, there's so much stuff that we don't have the full story on. And so I think it's so important when we talk about numbers. And when we talk about money, that we also um, share some context so that we can really be like understanding it in a more, uh, in a place of empowerment and not comparison or feeling bad about ourselves or anything else that might come along with that or feel tricked into something that um, maybe is not for us if we were given all the information. Also, in general, I would rather put the spotlight. On my clients and the wins that they're having, and on you as a listener of this podcast and the journey that you're on, and not so much make it about myself. But this topic kept coming up for me, and so I'm really trying to be responsible with it and think through like, how do we have this? How do we have a conversation about actual numbers without it being, you know, less helpful than it could be? Um, I also. See the marketing that feels like a get rich quick scheme, and honestly there's there's some of my old marketing that I look back, and I'm like, maybe I was doing some of that, so I think it's good for us to think through, especially if we're doing any kind of education or coaching, of just sharing the whole story, and that money often doesn't usually doesn't get made overnight, or those things might come with a huge risk attached and um, you know, while we have so much great uh, advice and so much great information and education on the internet, we also need a little be a little bit suspect to a lot of it because, like anyone can give advice on the internet. it does not necessarily mean that they know what they're talking about, which, you know sadly now there's people getting into trouble from financial advice or investments or people saying it's really easy to you know make a million dollars from crypto or do this thing over here and like we're we're ending up in situations where we're taking huge risks cuz we didn't understand everything that went along with the conversation that someone was having in a really quick video on TikTok so Always do your own research, always ask more questions, and always seek to figure out what's beneath the surface of someone's marketing, of a quick video, because there's almost always more information than just what we're seeing on the surface. So I personally stepped away from sharing my own numbers for a while because I wanted to make sure that when I share them or if I share them, that it's totally in alignment and I'm doing it in a way that feels good for me and safe for me and uplifting and honest and educational for others. Um, So in general, I don't share a ton of my numbers anymore, but I did want to share this today and just just to have a conversation around it. Um, because back this winter, I had 100 k a month in sales, and I'm not going to just drop you all with that number. I want to really break down what that means, what it doesn't mean, show kind of the behind the scenes of that, and then I just want to have a real frank conversation around what different goals, what different revenue numbers mean, what different things mean in different people's business. Because I think when we see it all broken down, it can be helpful for us to either reverse engineer in our own business, make some tweaks to things that we're doing, or maybe it just lets you not compare it at all because you're like, oh, that's actually way worse than than it sounded. So I'm glad I had all that information. So (laughs) anyways, um, I just want us to all at least start with an understanding of what different language means so we can use our own discernment to suss out what is really happening when we see numbers and marketing thrown around on the internet. So first of all, let's let's just start with some uh, basic words that for a long time I did not understand. And um, the first time I hired a business coach and she was asking, what are your sales numbers? What are your revenue numbers? I was like, those aren't the same things? <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. So anyway, I'm just sharing them. You probably know this, but if you don't, totally cool. I'm just going to lay it out so that we all have some of like, Common ish language here. All right, so number one, sales. So when someone's like, hey, this, I had this much in sales, and this is used a lot more in the coaching community, I think, than in like the wedding community. We think more in terms of revenue, I think, in certain industries and more in terms of sales in other industries because of payment plans and different things like that. Anyway, so sales is the total amount of the project wedding retainer or program. So for example, if someone books a $20,000 wedding, $20,000 is the gross sale. So if someone pays, so say you booked a $20,000 wedding and you got a 50% deposit for that wedding when they booked. So that means you got $10,000 that went in your bank account, $10,000 that's coming someday, when the wedding happens in the future. So there's not actually $20,000 in your account today, but there will be by the time the project is over, as long as they don't call off the wedding or the project doesn't get canceled or they don't, uh, you know, they don't bounce a check or whatever. So it's coming most likely, but it isn't here quite yet. It's the current and the future cash in the bank, unless something happens and someone backs out of the deal. So that's what sales means. So if you say you booked three weddings all at 10000 that's 30000 in sales. You probably only got half of that the month that you booked it. So that's 15000 in revenue that month or you know, that week or whenever it is that the money hit your bank. Okay. Revenue is the second. So revenue is the cash that is hitting the bank. So in this same situation with the $20,000 wedding, if someone books a $20,000 wedding and pays a 50% deposit, that's $10,000 in current revenue for that project. So that week or month of that happens, what comes into your bank is 10,000 and that's your revenue. Then we have gross profit, and so this is after the wedding, and you subtract what you pay your second shooter, the cost of the film, the cost of the travel, what other, whatever other deliverables are included in this wedding, album cost, prints, etc. So here we are. We booked a $20,000 wedding. We got $10,000 as the deposit, another $10,000 before the wedding day, and then maybe you had $5,000 in expenses, just because that's easy math. Um, hopefully you don't have quite that much in expenses per wedding, but you never know. So you are, your gross profit is then 15000 So that's what's left after you pay your expenses for that wedding. 15,000. And then you have net profit. And this is the number that's basically what you're paying yourself. So even if you don't have your bank account separated out yet, there's something that you're taking home and keeping at the end of the day. And there's other stuff that goes to taxes, to team costs, to education, to um, yeah, to taxes, to team costs, to your website, to other things you're investing. So that number is going to be much smaller. And so some people, You have all that money come in, you pay all your different things, um, you pay the cost of the projects that you're doing, and then you're like, I'm gonna pay myself this much a month. So maybe you have a set paycheck that you send yourself a month. That plus whatever is left over at the end of the year after taxes and after you pay everything is your net profit. So uh, you see how that number just keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And if you have a healthy profit margin, um, you're still paying yourself a decent amount from that wedding. You're still, um, you know, you still have a great, you're doing a great job. Like, so you want to be aware of expenses both in your business and per project that you're doing and, um, and aware that there's some risk until the money hits the bank with those sales. Don't hundred percent count on what's coming in. So those are our four numbers, the sales, the revenue, the gross profit, and the net profit. So this is why it's so important to know some of this language because, okay, when I say, like I did earlier in this episode, I had 100K in sales this month. Now you know that that doesn't mean that I have $100,000 sitting in my bank account this month. It means that I sold 100K worth of stuff this month. And when I say this month, you know, I'm talking about a couple months ago that we're referring to right now. Okay, so it doesn't actually mean that someone's just swimming in cash when they say that it means that's their current and future projections of what someone has said I'm going to pay you this but maybe they're on a payment plan maybe it's broken up into a couple payments etc so now you know when someone says that it doesn't you know it means that they sold that not that they have that right now so if someone says I made a million dollars this year <clears throat> this is unclear because they're not saying if it's sales, if it's the revenue, if it's their take-home pay. So it could mean sales, could mean what they, what they sold, so like some future revenue is included in that number. It could mean revenue. Most likely, I feel like most people use this to mean revenue, which means um, the total amount of money the business brought in that year. Um, not necessarily what that person is taking home at the end of the day. Or it could mean what they take home at the end of the day. But again, I'm guessing most of the time it doesn't mean that because I just know. I just know that usually that doesn't mean that. So when people are saying numbers, it doesn't necessarily mean people are full of shit. It really doesn't. Like someone could be making a boatload of money. It just means we as the person observing the piece of content need to be aware that numbers can mean lots of different things. Profit margins can mean lots of different things and different businesses can mean lots of different things too. You know, we have been binging Shark Tank this week and some of these businesses are like, we're bringing in millions of dollars into our business each year. But then they start asking questions and they break it down and they're like, oh, well, you know, more than half of that is going to Facebook ads. And then Another huge chunk of that is going to um, to the cost of production, and another huge chunk of it is going to their investors because they've already promised away equity to their business. So. Um, when we look at someone on a TV screen or on social media, and they're saying these numbers, we just need to know more information before we're kind of like sizing ourselves up next to them, which is never like a great way to uh, to do business, anyways. Because like comparison, just we n- none of us ever have the full picture. So I hope this is helpful. We're going to break down my 100K month, and it doesn't mean, like, if someone else says they have a 100K month, that's their 100K month. It does not mean it's at all like this, but I'm just going to show a little snapshot into what this month meant for me, what I did with the money, what actually hit my bank account, what it meant for my business decisions, and how you can do some of the same calculations for yourself and your own income um, and potential income as well. Okay, so in the 100K sales month, so what made up the the sales for that month? So I booked a first, I booked a really large wedding, so that accounted for about forty thousand of the 100K in sales for that month. Um, and of course, I didn't get all of it up front. I got maybe twenty thousand of it um, that month. So twenty thousand in revenue for, from that wedding, forty thousand from the sale. then I was in the middle of a launch for one of my programs. So I had already sold some spots, but I sold the majority of the spots to my five-month program in this month. So that made up about $50,000 of sales. And thirty thousand of revenue. So some people paid in full. Some people started a payment plan. So fifty k in sales. So that means I can project it to come throughout the next few months. And thirty k hit my bank account already. Um, my launches. So if someone's working on a launch schedule, I have four different launches throughout the year. So I have four different. Programs. Two of them are this program that I launched during this month, and two of them are a different program. And so, um, this this fifty thousand influx of money is not something that's coming at me monthly. This is coming at a twice a year or four times a year uh, schedule because it's coordinated with launches that I'm doing. So that's another thing to consider too. Is some money is going to come more in chunks, and some will come. Um, If you've built like a recurring revenue stream that comes at you monthly, it's more consistent. So again, if someone's like, you know, use me an example, like 100K a month, I am not having consistent 100K sales months. This was a month and um, it had 100K in sales but not every month does in fact most months have way less than 100k in sales and the bigger months kind of spread out the revenue for the next few months okay so about 50k was in um, this launch the the people that signed up that month from this launch with 30k in revenue and then I had a couple. Uh, intensives and one-off coaching clients and study abroad payments, as well as I have other revenue streams like um, sponsorships for this podcast, which are pretty new revenue streams, some of my mini courses, presets, um, portrait shoots. So there's some smaller things that kind of all add up to be, um, it ended up being about like 104 Uh, thousand in sales for this month that we're talking about. So some of those other things were also on payment plans. So I think all in all revenue wise, it was about a um, 55 or 60k revenue month for that month. So when things got deposited, it was about 55 or 60,000 and everything else was a payment plan that is scheduled to come in Um, the months, the months to come. So that's kind of a breakdown of what that, what made up that hundred K in sales, what part of it ended up being the revenue for that month and what was spaced out in payment plans. So I am actually working on getting back to where my revenue is more consistent monthly. So I kind of know what to expect each month. And that's something that we really love to work with our clients to do too, because even though it's nice to have really big months and a lot come in Um, it's harder to plan and I feel like I need to squirrel away more of it because um, there's there's months where it might be way less and I need to make sure those months are covered so what did I do with the money once it came in I do have a business savings account that I always try to keep at a certain number. And I try to make sure that my second shooters for the year, their money is in there, film costs for the year, different things like that are all in that savings account. So I did a little bit of rebuilding and stocking that savings account to make sure I'm good for the year in my business. Um, I paid myself. Um, We had some unexpected expenses come up. So I gave myself a little bonus for the month as well. And then I also reinvested into my business in some ways that I've been waiting to do for a while. So first, I stashed some extra cash aside for the things that I'm going to need it for in the future for the months where I'm making less revenue coming up. um, I reinvested in some things, of course, set aside money for taxes and then paid myself my salary, which I do, you know, auto transfer a certain amount to my bank account each week. That's my salary. And when there's more coming in, I raise it or I send myself a bonus. So I was able to send myself a bonus from that month because there was some excess and the rest of it went back into reinvesting into my business. So when I do have a bigger sales month like this, I like to build in the buffer just in case that the next launch isn't so big or the next month has some unexpected expenses that come up. So I do, in general, try to be pretty conservative with how much I have set aside in savings. And once I've set my my paycheck for myself or what I transfer over from my business account to my personal account as my paycheck, I try not to do too much over that um unless there's a need that comes up or unless there just is some extra and i really love the profit first model which is a book that i highly recommend or you can go find his videos and kind of search his system but um, thinking through first what you want to pay yourself because man for years I didn't actually pay myself. I like I would only pay off my personal credit card. I'd be like, okay, I spent this much in my own personal expenses this month. I guess I'm just going to pay that off for my business and I didn't really have a plan for paying myself. And, um, and then a lot of times I'd end up giving away all of my money to different things. And I do think like there's years where we're intentional and we're intentionally investing more into our own education, into our own business than other years. Like this year, I'm in a little, in a lot of ways, rebuilding. I took most of last year off and this year I'm investing in myself in different ways, rebuilding my my business in different ways. And so there's more money coming back into my, my, my uh, investments, into my um, education, into my own coaching, into my business than other years have been. So I have my paycheck that I pay myself, I'm investing back in my business, and then I have a lot going into a buffer to make sure that I don't feel intense pressure next time I have a launch. I give myself that option to make sure that I'm not sitting there feeling stressed about um, someone booking me for their wedding or a launch going super well, which you know, even when we show up the best we can for things, sometimes things happen that are outside of our control. So I just like to make sure that there's a really healthy buffer there. So I'm not um, doing things that I wouldn't wouldn't normally do. You know, when we're stressed about money, when we're feeling, um, you know, like we need something, at least I behave differently or I'm tempted to behave differently to take that client that I know is a red flag or to um, compromise in some way of something that is important to me. So I like to make sure I'm nice and protected and that I know the next few months of my revenue are coming in so that I can make really wise business decisions as I go forward. The other thing that has really helped is knowing when different money hits our bank at different months. So if there are multiple payments coming in, payments coming, like payment plans that you're working with, different times that money is going to hit your bank account. Knowing when that money is coming in in each month can really help prepare to make sure, hey, there needs to be extra in this month so it can hang over to the next month because there's less coming in in January or less coming in in April. Um, And so we can prepare a little bit better and, um, and know how to have our own back for the future. It also lets us know where to lean in a bit, a little bit harder and like, okay, I need to market a little bit more because there's not this consistent, um, flow of the money that I need to keep my business going. So one of the things we really love working with our clients around is knowing our numbers, having recurring revenue streams that are predictable, building a referral network that you can depend on so you know that you're going to keep getting the clients, the work, the weddings because you have a really solid group of referral uh, referral streams coming in and revenue streams that are they're filling the gaps in the slower months. And having multiple different types of income coming in too. Because sometimes one thing will be doing really well, you know, there are trends in business too. So maybe one thing that we're doing for our business is really taking off. Everyone really wants to do this one thing right now. Everyone really, want, really, really wants boudoir shoots right now. But maybe in the winter, they're not trending as much, or maybe everyone's getting married in this one year because it's a great year for weddings, but another year, it just seems slower. So I'm really a fan of having multiple streams of revenue, multiple different things that we're doing, facets of our business, so that they can all be kind of feeding into that main pot. And if one is really struggling, another one can be filling those gaps. I think another thing to know with launches and also with larger, higher priced projects, whether that's a wedding or a big commercial shoot or a big uh, marketing campaign is a lot of times people are doing less volume when they're at those prices. And so there's a little bit more risk. There's more risk in some ways because if one drops off or you book one less, like it does have a really big impact to your overall business picture. But also, it's, it's better in a lot of other ways because all you need is that one more to fill a huge gap. So I'm a big fan of raising and having sustainable pricing um, for continuing to grow, continuing to see how far we can um, grow as a creative to enhance our brand, to serve our clients, to price in a way that reflects the quality that we're delivering, um, and also... Find ways to smooth out that flow of revenue so that we're not um, so, so uh, desperate for that one booking to come in or that one contract to get signed, that we can be a lot more open handed with it. So that is not something that just happens naturally to people. Those are things that people have to build into the system of their business, into the ecosystem of their business, so that they can have that peace, so that they can know what's coming in over and over every year without having kind of the winter scaries, which so many of us experience. I experienced for years the winter scaries or the off-season scaries. So just know that when you start building in those things, it does take time, but um, eventually... After really investing and creating those different systems, both in your marketing sales and in the types of revenue that are coming into your business, a year down the road, you can be sitting in a really different place, knowing what is coming in, knowing that the winter is covered and not putting so much pressure on every single event, every single booking, every single client. So I hope this has been helpful, just taking a little snapshot of one month of my business what that breaks down into and kind of how that money got distributed and applied throughout my business and, and the ways that I was thinking about it. I'm not a financial es- expert and do your own research when it comes to how to manage your own money, but I do hope that it at least opened up a conversation or a way of thinking about your business that might be helpful. So shoot me a message, let me know what you think, and if there's anything that you want to chat about, and I hope that you have a really great day this episode was produced and edited by the lovely jen madigan creative music for this episode was written and recorded by jamie lono and shammy d thanks for being part of our dangerous creatives podcast community and we'll see you again next time